0: Welcome to episode 220 of That King Thing, the gaming podcast hosted by us, the King Brothers. I am your host and the elder sibling, Thomas, and I am joined by little Just sibling, map. James. Oh, where are you going with this then? Oh, I'm going to touch your body up and down. And only James, Joshua, is not here. It's yeah, he's, he's a shit bag. It's his it's birthday, his birthday. Birthday. Like... birthday. So he's gone wander around on an empty beach, alone. <laughs> no, he's not. Right, <laughs> he's got the seal. <laughs> he has. He has he's met a seal. At least I hope he. <laughs> I hope he. Um, I hope he threw a pokeball at it like I told him to. I want to. I want to show people the seal. Show people Find the seal. All I can think of now, though, is... BABY! So this is the seal Joshua became friends with on a beach. Yeah, that is the seal Joshua became friends with on a beach. That is it. Is it. And he waddled away, waddle, waddle, to the very next day. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. There was a seal, and he walked up to his shop, and he said, <laughs> got any hey! salmon? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Where's the sea? And got any <laughs> fish? <laughs> mm. Nazis speak in uh, Afrikaans. Yeah. I can speak Afrikaans. Can okay, you? Yeah. yeah, the Antwoord. I, I don't know what that means. means the answer. Oh. Uh, it's also the name of a band. Or a uh, hip-hop. I don't even know if you know, they're not hip-hop. They're... They've got their own Musical genre. People. They they've got their own genre because they come from South Africa and it's its own I can't remember what they call it. But it's got its own name. It's like their version of like you know, like you've got like proper old school hip hop that was born out of like almost ghetto culture. You've got that like yeah. that's kind of where it comes from. Well Afrikaans have got um that whatever that kind of Rap is that that kind of music, and it's like it's born out of like the the hard knock streets in South Africa. Uh, um, similar point. sort of vibes, I guess. That's that's where that takes us. <laughs> so, <laughs> what an in, what an intro that was. Um, James, have you done anything this week? Of no, I don't know. If- I don't know if we're um, with this bit really. We considering what we're doing now, but I played Train Simulator. I became a, I saw I saw a train driver. I was like boop boop. Fucking uh, <laughs> smashed it as well. Not I lie. saw that you had some good trains running on time. I saw that. Yeah, there. absolutely killed it. I I feel like I did alright, but I think you yeah, did. Yeah, did it... you buy what I saw you did? I, I played I played for like an hour, maybe a bit more. I've not played it again since. I don't know if you can class that as something that I've done. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, not really. Do you know what? I played for the first time this weekend. No. Fall Guys. Oh, Fall Guys. Obviously, we played COD together and stuff. I played World of Warcraft like usual. And a little bit of Elder Scrolls in. But yeah, the the significant thing I did was playing Fall Guys. And... It's all right but jeez, it hasn't half already got some cheaters. Oh yeah, I've been I've the been ex- seeing videos the on YouTube is already so. man, it's ridiculous. It's like why cheat on a game that's free? What what well, well, it's free if you're on PlayStation, if you're on Steam, if you're playing on PC, you you've got to buy it. It's oh, right. it's PS Plus, isn't it? And yeah. once it's not on PS Plus after this month, it's going to be chargeable again. So yeah. It's not. But it's, it's a game that doesn't require any form of skill. Oh no, it it's, does. Just, it's, no, it does. No, James. Not, ne- not necessarily. It like does. there's there's skill in the sense of I don't know. You need you need control the dexterity. There's, cert- yeah, there's but... certain bits where you've got to jump across like narrow beams and hop between them and stuff like that. There's there's yeah. definitely it's definitely not pure luck. Let's put it that way. Some of the I'm not, I'm not some, of the, it's the look, but some it's, of the games are some of the games are. It's like if you've played games before, nine times out of ten, you'd be all right on that. I don't know. There's, there's one there's one map that I officially hate, and every time it comes up, I want to throw the controller out the window. Oof. It's called Slime Climb, I think. Anyone, that's, anyone oh, where, that wants to be playing it at the weekend... it goes up and then up and then up. It, goes, then it, it up. zigzags backwards and forwards through different yeah, obstacles, yeah. but the slime rises behind you, so eventually, yeah. if you fall off, you just get straight up eliminated... Like yeah. it's it's a difficult one. But then there's these beams where it starts as like two you know like when you know like a total wipeout and stuff where they're running along the, the squidgy padded beams and then yeah. like obviously they get slippery because they're wet and all that kind of stuff. It's the same sort of effect where like if you stand too close to the edges you carry it to a, like topple off one side or the other. But then when you get to the end of it you've got to like hop sort of diagonally. So there's like there's two beams here. And then there's two beams like here and then like a third one there. So you've got to like hop diagonally. And I don't think I've made it across that jump once yet in my entire time playing it on Sunday. I don't think I made it across that jump once. I hate that level. I hate that level. The rest of them I can deal with. Seesaws. Seesaws is a bit of a shocking one because people just either purposely troll you and try and make you fall off or are just idiots. So what happens is there's a seesaw starts tipping like this because everyone's on this side. So instead of, like, jumping this way to, like, counterbalance it, what every does is jump on this one. And it just goes... <laughs> and, like, you, got, you <laughs> and then can't get back dead. on it. And you've got to wait for it to reset. So it's like, it's either people being arseholes because they're like, well, if I can't get across there and nobody else is, I'm going to be the one that topples it and it drops yeah. everyone off. Or it's just that they're idiots and they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've not worked it out yet, so um yeah i don't i don't understand people's logic there but it is generally speaking a good game i think if they can crack down on whatever the speed hackers are doing to just like run through the level yeah um and that and get rid of that stuff i think if they can deal with that it'll be all right it's obviously really popular in fact do you know what News. Why did you turn into it? Because it's like what they do on news, is it? Where like, <laughs> did they? News. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, yeah, I moved as swiftly into this because why? Why not? Oh, do you know I've not done, James? I've not pressed record on the on the audio. The piss? No, I'm not taking a piss. I'll record it from here, and then I'll just put the shit audio on the front. <laughs> <laughs> put the shit audio from the video on the front leave this bit in though (laughs) oh yeah I'll leave this bit in this bit's definitely staying in Um, so we've got no audio until this point (laughs) it's only the intros I'll just crop it so it's like Hello James, hello Thomas just Do you want to talk about Fall episode, Guys right? and do the news? Boom <laughs> Just get just get the episode where Joshua wasn't here before <laughs> And then we could quickly slag off Joshua no, we'll just, for a little yeah. bit We'll just not address that We'll just re-record something in a minute That's basically Hi, this is episode two I'm Thomas, that's James uh, We're going to hit the news and talk about how much of a success Fall Guys is Boom, and then the music in. Done yeah. <laughs> In <laughs> Fuck the rest <laughs> Uh, no, I moved us to the news, because uh, Fall Guide is basically a news item, so I thought, fuck it, let's yeah. just move it on. Um, mainly because that means I've now lost track of how long this episode is currently. Ooh, All right, bro, fucking hell. <laughs> uh, right, so yeah, Fall Guide, I'm just going to give you some numbers for Fall Guide since it went live. Two million copies sold on Steam alone, so that doesn't include any of the... PS Plus claims or people that might have bought it outright on Playstation yeah. so there's 2 million on Steam alone 1, 000, 1 million, Sorry, 1.5 million winners at the time that this image went out which I think was yesterday so it's not even it's not even they'll like be, they'll the be about two image. million there'll be, no. be more um, 67, uh, no I can't read <laughs> 60 million people have fallen <laughs> off a map already uh, twenty-three million hours have been watched on YouTube. Um so uh, on YouTube, sorry, on Twitch. So he's been streamed and watched for a combined twenty three million hours already. Which is ridiculous. That's that's a successful launch for a game. And do you know what? As it's a successful a, a successful launch for a Success. game. Do you know why? <laughs> because they didn't overhype it, they didn't really do they anything, sort they were came just out. like, Here you go, yeah, we, we're announcing that this is coming out, it's nearly ready. Here it is, yeah. And it 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 worked. Granted, he's had some slight connectivity problems every so often, yeah, but it. that's just been. He's been far more popular than anyone ever thought he'd be. And to be fair, the way that they've scaled that to accommodate those connectivity issues, I would say, are um, very like admirable. They're very well considering this. We're talking about Revolver digitally here, aren't we? Remember, we're talking mm-hmm. about someone that's not used to this hype around their games they're not used to this scale and that's no disrespect to them it's just that that's not that's not what they specialize in they they'd be happy with like two million copies of a game sold in its lifetime i bet let alone in its (laughs) first week on steam so it's it's new territory for them and i think they've handled it quite well and they've they've said, look, we're sorry that people have an issues, we're currently <laughs> ramping up the servers. Then but obviously that attention has brought more people on to go, Well if that game's getting that much attention, I'm gonna see what it's about. Yeah. And then that's caused them to need more server updates and so on and so forth. It's been far better than a Ubisoft server launched anyway, I'll put it that way. Well, far better. And think, think about the difference. Much these days. <laughs> um So yeah. Um That's that's just it in simple numbers, but it's clearly a successful game so far yeah it's just Um, whether they can keep it going yeah I think what they need to do is make sure they keep adding new maps to it maybe slightly different variations of the game modes like you know some of the games are team based and you're relying on complete total strangers so what would be nice is if you could like do team um, games almost like squads yeah Yeah. so um, it's like you all join as a group of four yeah. And as soon as one of your team qualifies, you all qualify. Or it's the first team to get all four no, they, players they, they, across they the line, just, or something. They could just do it where it's team games. Well, yeah, you'd incorporate more of the team games, but yeah. you could also just have the normal game mode because um, the team games are quite interesting, but yeah. they very much scale to just being divided into three teams or two teams. Yeah. So a vast number of teams like 4 you struggle tree. with. Yeah, I guess like four v four on the soccer game. There's like a little soccer game where you yeah. have to hit the balls into each other's net yeah. and um, stuff like that. And the egg catching game. So you could like have three teams of four against each other in the egg catching game. Mm-hmm. Then the winner from one of those, or the two winners from one of those, go head to head in a like a soccer game. Yeah, and then. The winner from those go head to head in another game. I'm trying to think what else. There's one where you have to pull the. There's one where you have to pull the tails off it. There's so so many tails on the characters. Like there's ten, so ten people can qualify, and you have to pull the tails off the other people and then keep them until the timer ends. Everyone just stands in the um, middle, don't they? A lot of the time they do. Yeah, Uh, it's like it's not quite King of the Hill. It's like Infected. Yeah, but reverse Infected. Obviously, Infected. You're trying to pass it on. With this, you're trying to grab the thing off the people. Yeah. But it's a similar game mode to like Infected and stuff. So, But yeah, I, th- I think it's promising. It's promising. It okay, is. So I'm just going to keep adding stuff. Yeah. Um, sticking with, I guess, Twitchy-based stuff as well, since I mentioned <laughs> that it's, it's got a lot of Twitch. twitch. Um, <laughs> Shroud has moved back to Twitch, everyone. Surprise, surprise. So if you're wondering where, where he was going, that's where he's gone. Um, and Dr. Disrespect went live again for the first time recently. On yeah. YouTube. It put you, up like a, a video of like his um, like his his achievements through streaming, like a, a montage of his of his yes. thing and stuff, and yeah, and then he was back, and it's like whoa. But yeah. YouTube is where i will be now because people like courage and oh, stuff yeah, like that don't don't stream on Twitch; they do YouTube. So I feel like he would as well. Well the thing is like a lot of his content makes it across to YouTube anyway in like compilation videos and clips yeah. and stuff and he's never actually at, at that point had any um official YouTube channel until now. Yeah. He's always been like fan channels and stuff like um somebody ran a Dr Disrespect like sort of clip highlight reels and they just compiled random oh, clips to take while watching right, him. Right. And, like, it was it was essentially a fan site. Um, I don't know if it was just, like, one person running it or a few people running it or whatever. Sadly, it's killed their channel, the fact that he's gone to YouTube directly now. But, you know, regardless of that, it's still, um, it's still interesting that he's gone one way and Shroud's gone back. I bet yeah, Shroud's can't not go got anywhere, anywhere near Twitch. as good of a deal from Twitch as he would have, though. Unless they have offered him a really good one to because... stop him going to YouTube. Yeah, because... Um they'll have got a lot of money through Dr. Disrespect not being there so they'll have got like an empty yeah. slot to fill uh, so. from getting out of his contract do you know what's really interesting in all this is oh where does this leave the little cult now that is Brime because their whole ethos was like we've got these big streamers coming. That was, that was how they got to where they were, didn't they? They got yeah, to where they were, because the rumour was, uh, the, the was that Shroud and Ninja had obviously had warning that Mixer was going to go under and shut down, and they were given the option to like get out of the contract and start working on something, and Dr. Disrespected allegedly been working with them to start their own thing, and then the brine popped up, and it was like, yeah, alright lads, whatever. <laughs> And that, I think funny. this just this just proper this will kill that. I, I wish they'd not banned me because this will kill their little cult. I reckon. What, Let's see what they're to these days. Yeah, because they occasionally they occasionally retweet Doctor Disrespect when he does tweet. Yeah, and um, obviously they were doing. I guarantee you they were doing that to try and like generate some hype around. Oh, this is where Doctor Disrespect's going. Yeah. So they've got nothing now. They've got nothing. They retweeted Dr. Disrespect, that video that I was on about. Yeah, I told you. Alpha so that sign was he, Argo. That was before he announced um, that it was on YouTube, though, wasn't it, that video? Let's have a look. Yeah, it was. Uh, let's have a look at this. Uh, yeah. A live streaming service for streamers. Oh, by streamers, for streamers. should build Yeah, it's going to be wank, though, mate. It's going to be wank. Do you know what? There's one that looks like it's already way further in progress, and that's called Luna. Luna TV. Yeah. Um. So I've been keeping a like a close eye on that just to see what they're doing. But they actually huh? have tests going on. They actually have people streaming to their platform. So, so it actually exists. <laughs> I've just looked. Just looked at comments. So I clicked on the link for the the, the alpha sign up, and it mm-hmm. said we've currently reached our limit. So yep. there's there's no no more spaces, which is great. Yep. So I thought I'll have a look at comments, see what they're saying. And it popped up with a message saying that um, they'd banned comments on this post, so some are unavailable to see. And like the oh, top yeah, comments all are all banned and unavailable. Yeah, and so I that's bet obviously all... people saying that they clicked on it as soon as it went live, and it already said that it was full. It it didn't it didn't even do anything, right? I I I called them out. This is how I got banned. I called them out directly on what they were doing, and I said. That you sending out different emails from a shitty MailChimp account that's not got any real addresses in it when it tells tells people you registered addresses. And I called them out on a list of shit. And instead of um instead of being greeted with answers, I was greeted with being called a troll for basically like presenting yeah. facts and asking for answers and basically saying why does your registered address say it's in San Francisco on a street that doesn't exist in San Francisco? And then when this was last brought up, you change your address to an address in Arizona that, again, doesn't exist. Like, why is this? Can I have a simple answer? And it was like, carry on like that and you'll be banned, troll. And I'm like, carry on asking for the truth. It's like, we will silence all who doubt us. That's why, that's why me and Josh should have been joking, saying it's very culty. Because it is. It is it's cult. like a you've either drank the Kool-Aid and you're in there and you're like, you, you, you've you got this weird, like, oh, Israel, we're all going to make it happen together. Or you're just a troll to them and you're like a pessimist or whatever and you're trying to bring them down. It's like, I, remember it, I remember one of them saying to me and Joshua when we were talking to them. He said, why are you trying to shit on everything we do? And, like, nobody's trying to shit on anything you do. We're actually just trying to offer answers. you some help and advice yeah. and get some answers. They're like, but I don't expect like a, a senior member of the Brime team to turn around to someone asking a genuine question and go, Why are you shitting on what we do? You just don't seem very professional. And it's like ban <laughs> I'm like, Alright, calm down <laughs> It was a funny evening, let's for that way it was a very funny evening. Um And that that's it really. There's, there is one other piece of news I guess, which is an unfortunate piece of news, and that is Halo Infinite will be delayed until 2021, sadly. Wow. It will no longer be a launch title. But it kind of brings us nicely into the topic for this week, I think. Because people have been giving them a lot of shit over that from what I've seen on Twitter. A lot of shit. It's expected now, though, so... I I think the difference with this is, rather rather than be less optimistic early on, they made the mistake of... Assuring people, nope, this will still be a launch title, one hundred percent. That is yeah. not going anywhere. And obviously, the um, the sceptical amongst everyone are basically like, "This is them reacting to negative trailer response and buying time to make changes because of negative trailer response." Yeah, that that's the cynics' view. Um, those being cynical of it. I'll, read, I'll quickly read the statement, and then we'll move on to the actual discussion at hand. So, okay, um, so they, they, uh, I'll, I'll very quickly just run through the entire thing. Uh, today I want to share an important Halo Infinite development update with the community. We have made the difficult decision to shift our release to 2021 to ensure the team have adequate twi- time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. Uh, the decision to shift our release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges. Uh, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year. I want to acknowledge the hard work from the team at 343 Industries, who have remained committed to making a great game and finding solutions to development challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship this holiday. Uh, We all know this will be disappointing to many of you, and we all share that same sentiment. The passion and support the community has shown over the years has been incredible and inspiring. We wanted nothing more than uh, than for you to play our game and play with our community this holiday. Uh, the extra time will let us finish critical work necessary to deliver the most ambitious Halo game ever at the quality we know our fans will expect. Um, right. I'm gonna. So this is. I'm gonna move this just slightly into what we're due to be talking about. And mm-hmm. I'm pissed off with the amount of negativity that's getting because if if they'd released that game broken and oh, it's a bit too bad. just to make sure Or they had gone into crunch time and had staff working like 12 16 hour days and all that bollocks that people are so like vocally against in the community and rightly so i'm not saying that they shouldn't be but people are, people basically just look for an excuse to be pissed off now yeah uh, so That's if the game's world, though, if the game's delayed they're pissed off because they're like, you told us the game would be released on this date and it's now going to be released later. But then you also would, if they'd released it on time and said, uh, yeah, we released it, really hard work from the team, then six months down the line it comes out that they had to work like 20-hour days, yeah. some days, to get it done. You'd be then pissed off at 343 and whoever else. 100%. So, like, what does a dev do in that scenario? I'm not, I'm not 100% siding with the devs here, but... In this day and age, what the fuck is a dev supposed to do in that scenario? Because you we all wait. sit here saying, "Take your time. If you need to delay it to make sure that people's work and health and all that stuff are taken into consideration, and we get a good game at the end of it, go for it." But then they release a statement like that, and everyone jumps on the back saying, "Knew this would be, knew this would happen. This it's going to be shit." Like, what did they it do? It's. <laughs> I feel like you just can't win with anything these days regardless of what it is i agree like literally video gaming to to writing a book (laughs) i don't know literally anything you just can't you can't win with them someone out there is going to be pissed off regardless but i think if the i don't know i feel like games are getting pushed too much being pushed like, too much from where the ideas come up with to development starting to then the release date, they need to obviously expand that time because there's far too many games getting pushed back. Far too many. Yeah. It's like Every other game, like nine out of ten games, is getting pushed back. Because people are like overly ambitious, I think, when it comes to games like this. Yeah. And there's high de- like there's high demand. There's high demand combined with. Um, like over ambitious. Yeah, and in and I think see there's so there's a big difference for me of releasing a game. Do you remember? Like, um, I don't know if this is a, a a good example of it or not, James. You'll have to tell. If I no, it, it probably is actually. I've just changed my mind immediately. Grand oh. Theft Auto, right? Yeah. Grand Theft Auto for Grand Theft Auto Five, way back set themselves, and I know in in fairness of how this played out it might not be the best example, Mm -hmm. but I think it's a good example of of what I'm trying to get across, which is they said, this is when this game is due to come out, I believe they had to push it back once, but what they then did is they then said, right, no matter what, we're going to release the campaign on this date. what that basically means is the campaign will come out and we will then use any feedback that comes from people playing the campaign while we're fine-tuning and finishing GTA Online yeah. to essentially try and make that experience more bug-free. And I'm not saying that worked, but it worked a lot better than forcing it out day one just to just to like put it in people's hands for the sake of putting it in people's hands. And I think they demonstrated that again with... Red Dead because they did the same thing with Red Dead. They released Red Dead Redemption two, and then, they but then online. the online wasn't out until later on. Yeah. Now, I think logically that what they're doing is not just staging release like we want to make sure people at least play the campaign. It's I think they're doing I think they're doing two things. It's tactical analysis mm-hmm. of how many people buy this game day one still. Even though they know that they're not going to be able to play online for four weeks, yeah. how many people still do that, and then play the campaign and wait for the online? Mm-hmm. How many people just wait until online's free and just go straight into that, never touch the campaign? Yeah, that that's one that's one strategy that they're doing there. They're trying to count out the difference between those those two people mm-hmm. cleverly, I might add because nobody really takes that into consideration, I don't think. But I reckon that's one of the things they're doing. The other things they're doing is they're putting the game in people's hands, and obviously any weird bugs and things that come up to do with like mechanics and gunplay and all that kind of stuff yeah. is immediately fed back, and it's patched and fixed in an online environment before it goes live, Yeah, before it's potentially a detriment to the online um environment. it's it's also like you say about counting how many people buy it before. I think that's a big part of it. it's I think that's a big part it's of it. also a way to try and see what kind of numbers they are gonna get hit that online server to see what sort of stable true stable servers they need and stuff. But as well, like what really I know the GTA one didn't go all that well. And that's why that was a bad example, but what really went that wrong with Red Dead? Nothing. I don't remember Red Dead being an issue. No. Like, yeah, there were some bugs and stuff that they ironed out, but generally speaking, Red Dead launched quite smoothly. People enjoyed the campaign. Yeah, but do you know then what? moved it is, to the though? online and it launched quite smoothly, from what I remember. Do you know what it is, though? It gets years and years and years and years of attention. Like, say, for example, something but like. But that's the difference, isn't it? But how yeah. long did they keep it quiet? How long do you bet Rockstar were working on Red Dead Redemption two? About two years. They probably said at some point, but how long do you reckon they were working on it before they even officially said it's a thing? About two, to I bet three it was years, ages. So. And so, why don't like? So this comes down to what's wrong with modern games and what's wrong with modern developers, right? Mm-hmm. Rockstar to me are an example of a developer at the moment, or a publisher because they're not just the sole developer. They're the top but they're a company that are doing probably the best, maybe not Mm -hmm. everything perfectly but they're an example of a company doing things probably the best at the moment or one of the best I I think they are literally the best because they've got GTA Online which story wise everyone smashed it (laughs) and Online is still getting smashed Like that's a joke how much they've managed to keep that going and that as annoying it is for me having so much that keeps coming into it they still keep it updated all the time yeah you've just got to free. constantly yeah you just got to constantly be on it too. i mean to like today with it all. it's one of two things you either play it a lot which means you've got Everything. more than enough money to be able to afford all these new things when the free dlcs come out the free updates or you're someone like me who very very rarely ever plays it maybe jumps in to have a look at a new update, but doesn't have the money to really get into it. And that, I guess, is the person... They they probably capitalise on someone right in between me. So the person that plays it all day, every day, and it's their main game, that's got loads of money because they're doing heists all the time and and whatever else there is to make money these days, that person is not really all that relevant to... Rockstar from a money-making perspective. I'm not very relevant to Rockstar from a money-making perspective because I'll go on, look at it all and go, this is really, really cool, but it's going to cost me like 2 million just to get the building and I've only got 1.8 million and I don't want to go out of my way just to earn 200K and then have no money left when I've started this thing. So I'm no good to them because I'll be like, oh, this all looks really, really cool. It looks fun, but I'm not going to spend money (laughs) on a shark card. Then you've got that person in the middle who... Doesn't play it enough to have shit tons of money in the game, but plays it enough to want to be part of every DLC, yeah. and they're the person that's usually twenties to thirties, got disposable income, and will go, "Do you know what? I'll just buy a five million shark card mm-hmm. now. I've got, I can do everything in this DLC, yeah. and then ma- and like the logic is, and I'll make the money back by doing everything in the DLC. And then what happens is they don't spend that significant time in the DLC yeah. that they thought they would. Spend the money, but then don't do anything to make it back. Yeah, yeah. Then along comes a new thing, and it all rinses repeat. That's yeah. the person that Rockstar are interested in, I think. Yeah, 100%. Um, and they're the people that keep the game afloat. And I'm not dissing that person. Like I, I spend subscription on multiple games, like World of Warcraft and Elder Scrolls Online and stuff. I spend subs on games that I play regular, so I'm not dissing that person before anyone thinks I am Tricks. I'm just saying that's who Rockstar want that is the person that they want Tricks to just put lol oh my god you just described me and how I play DLCs I feel called out but that's that. <laughs> that is like I, I understand that but it's like it is one of those things it's like that is who someone like Rockstar wants and then to I guess to flip it like I mentioned World of Warcraft they want someone that will pay the sub and just sit and play it all month every month yeah so, well, to be fair, they don't care if you play it or not. They just want you to pay the sub. And they entice someone like me in by what they do, is they go, pay for six months in advance and get this cool-looking mount or pet or whatever it is. So I'll go, do you know what? I'd probably play WoW for six months, pay um, it. I've bought the, I've, Therefore, I've bought the mount, the pet, whatever it is. Yeah. And then I've suddenly got six months of time. So I either waste that by not playing it or I play the game. It's one, it's one or the other, isn't it? Yeah. Like but that's a similar logic. That they've got me on a similar principle. Yeah. But obviously it's including my sub, which is something I have to pay to play. So it's like if I spend the six months playing, I've got the mount for free. Yeah. If I elect to not play for some reason, then I've basically just bought a mount. Mm-hmm. Which which you would have been able to buy in the store anyway. It yeah. just probably wouldn't have cost as much as what I've just spent on it because of buying six months a sub. Yeah. So that's that's similar but different at the same time. I think. Yeah. Um, but I think the key thing that we come back to with this is one thing that Blizzard do do. Uh, do do. do. <laughs> one thing that Blizzard do do with that game, though, uh, alongside what Rockstar are doing with GTA Online, is there's regular content patches on yeah. games like that, and ev- everyone always. I, I always feel a bit, like, hurt by this. And people like, oh, but World of Warcraft's just a constant grind. And, like, it's it's not, though, if you play it properly and to enjoy it. If you go into that see, seeing it as, oh, I've got to get, like, a certain reputation with these people or I've I've got to earn so much currency and it's shit and it's a grind. If you go into any game thinking that, it's going to feel like a grind. Yeah. Whereas if you go into that game going, there's a new zone here with new story quests and new stuff to do, and look at it with an open mind, and the grind is like a secondary thing that goes along with that. That's And that's the difference. People don't take the time to look at the effort that goes into the stories around those grinds, I think. That's a lot of people's issues doing it. They don't. They want everything for nothing, for no effort. It's not just that, it's opinions. I'm guilty for it as well. Opinions put you off things. Like... I'd hate playing World of Warcraft because I don't fancy that sort of thing, but that's just my opinion. But then, I, if I ever then played World of Warcraft, subconsciously, I'd want to hate it. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And that's, that's uh, do you just know what? how it would be for me. A, a game like that that I was um, very much like that with personally was Minecraft. Yeah. When Minecraft first came out, I was like, that's fucking stupid. No, <laughs> Like... All all these twelve-year-olds are really fucking obsessing over it. I don't give a fuck. It's stupid. Uh, Do you know? uh, Do you know somebody else who's a good example of this exact same opinion? PewDiePie. Oh PewDiePie. (laughs) He spent years hating on Minecraft, saying how shit it was and how it was stupid. It was just for kids and whatever. Barely playing it, then he actually took some time to play it, and he became like the biggest Minecraft streamer (laughs) overnight. Obviously, because he was got a massive following anyway. But it's a good example of when you actually dip your toe into something like that yeah and don't let opinions cloud you. it can make a big difference. Oh, and yeah, don't Massive. get me wrong, I don't play Minecraft anymore, and I think it's very unlikely I would pick Minecraft up again, but that's just because for me, I preferred the simpler version where like Redstone building was like the most complicated things got. <laughs> and I, now there's just there's just too much for I me at the I remember on my overwhelming. You know, do you know when you had them the custom world where you could you could literally put in what you wanted to put in. Like you could get the materials you, like, you needed. Uh, um I can't remember what it's called now. <sighs> oh, creative mode where you've yeah, just got any blocks it, yeah, available yeah. to you. So when I had it on Xbox I used to <laughs> used to sit on creative mode and I made this like what I thought was a really cool house. It wasn't, it was shit. With a tunnel underneath that came underneath the house and up into a cave. I dug out all the cave Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I put like a, a a hidden door on this cave. That is the mm. best thing I've ever done on Minecraft. <laughs> Redstone all the way through. So you, yeah. you open the door you open the, the, the latch at the bottom of the basement in the house yeah. and that that was like cool, it opened and everything. And then you did the secret door. Whoa. I was so proud of myself. But oh, is it was that so it? Oh, sorry. I thought there was going to be more to that it story. It's so sorry. shit. <laughs> I thought there was going to be something interesting. I, <laughs> ah! I, no, I was, I was one of them that thought everything that I did on Minecraft was fucking amazing. I mean, but dog shit. My biggest accomplishments for me personally in Minecraft were I made the cobblestone machine before it was like this popularized thing. Like, yeah, we'd we'd kind of we'd heard it was possible and worked it out for ourselves without a tutorial. So that was quite important for me. That yeah. I like, I, I understood it enough to do it myself. <laughs> we made, um, we made a, like a gate system yeah. for like the castle, so that like you essentially push a button and like it goes tick, 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 with the pistons, <laughs> the sticky pistons. And what was what else is there? Oh, it was a cool bridge, one a drawbridge where like the bridge is down, and then you push the buttons and the sticky pistons come out and it like pushes the water away and the bridge comes up and then you obviously like put the pistons back down and then the water comes back over the top of them Yeah, that was kind of cool and we experimented with a, a lift which was basically loads of stairs on pistons so you stood on the bottom push the button and I like thought, it came out, came out, came out and it just kind of shoveled you up to the top. I thought there was the, the water lift thing, I've seen that before. There is, Yeah, people used to basically just make a big waterfall and you can just swim up it and swim down yeah. it, but we wanted to actually make like a, a proper mechanical yeah. thing, so we used redstone to, and we, it didn't get very far because it was just time consuming to build, it wasn't worth the yeah. effort in the long run. Especially when you've not got god mode and you can... Fly, like, when you're playing it properly, you've got to gather the stuff and then oh, yeah. spend it's, time building it's it. It's a fucking faff. It was, it was a bit of a faff, but... like But then again, there you go. Here's an example of a developer in a game that does things right. Minecraft and yeah, 4G. Yeah. Because what do they do wrong, realistically? I, to be fair, I don't understand how they still make money. I don't see how that game makes money for them. No idea. Then again, they sold it, didn't and they? Then, then again... Well, yeah, but then again, thinking about it, I do own Minecraft on like four Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, Xbox PC, and Switch, yeah. and I've I bought licenses for all four of them. They're not licenses that have transferred, so even though your Xbox One now works on other things, I've yeah. still bought it on all those platforms. So that's probably how they make money. Oh, uh, go in chat, just saying realms. Ah, uh, yeah, the private realms. Yes, you sub to make your own private realms yeah. and things now, don't you? So, see that reminds me of like games like um, back in the day when we used to play America's Army and Counter Strike and stuff, where you'd basically rent your own server yeah. to play your own custom game modes. That's how those games yeah. made money. That, that's how a lot of games like that make money, though, isn't it? It's completely free yeah. to play. Yeah, yeah I guess it's free to play, game. but if you want your own server, you've got to pay for it. Yeah, and I guess that's how it works. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think going so back what to the essentially, point that, that we oh, we're go actually go on go is developers need to take more time in actually what they're doing and instead of doing yearly releases spread them out a bit. Oh yeah the yearly release thing I hope is a thing of the past for most games other than like your sports games but I really wish they would do that. Yeah but they don't, need up- to, they don't need I'd, to bring one out every I, year. I would rather a sports franchise like Madden, fifa NBA a two k whatever it is and i'm gonna i'm gonna assume here that the rest of the people play or the majority of the people that play these games would say the same thing, and what I would rather see is you're buying like a base copy of uh FIFA, just let's take FIFA for example, and what they do is there's some kind of d l c thing that you pay for the next season and what it does is it essentially gives you some new features like moderate features uh, and essentially like team <coughs> upgrades and stuff like that. Well they and could like just seat, do it as like a, access. They could just do it as a battle pass thing, like a season pass. And literally yeah. call it, it a, season a season pass. It is literally a season pass. Football yeah. season, new season starts. Yeah. You buy a new season pass to get all the new stuff. And you can't play with anyone in the new season pass until you buy it as well. Yeah. Perfect. But then but then what you do is in so you we're talking you you, spend, you have to spend £50, 60 pounds, euros, whatever it is, on the base game, mm-hmm. which covers you for season pass yeah. for that season. Yeah. Then the next season, you've already got FIFA because you've already had it. Mm-hmm. I haven't. So you spend, let's say, £20 pounds updating to FIFA this season to yeah. get the new season pass. Mm-hmm. I still have to pay 60 or whatever it was the last year. Because I need the base game and the season pass. So what we're essentially saying is the base game is forty. This the year the year's content is twenty. I'd just I'd just say it is from wherever you buy the base game. So you buy the base game at the season that I'm at. It comes with that season. But then yeah, that's what that's exactly what that, I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just I'm just putting in a financial term. So like every year on year, then you're spending twenty pounds until yeah. there's a like a complete overhaul of the system. And I think people would happily do that. And then pay for an overhaul of the system in like three years' time yeah. when they've refined all these shitty mechanics and stuff that they go yeah. on about all the time. Because what's really different between the last three FIFAs? What's time honestly first. really different? That's it though. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't fucking need a whole new game every year. No. Does it? And let's have a look at what Harry's saying because Harry plays a lot of Madden games and I've used them as an example. Madden 05 has more features than Madden 20. If they did a roster update, it would be good for the players. Reason why they'll continue to bring one out every year is Ultimate Team. The year updates are seemingly just to make sure everyone has to start over an ultimate yeah, but team. You, but that that's what your twenty twenty pound season pass would do, yeah. isn't it? You would start a new season you'd start a new season of ultimate team, new you play new seasons of like clubs, be a pro, yeah. all that. Yeah. And you'd have all the current seasons, squads, uh, mm-hmm. rosters, like any anything that updates. Because there is to me, there is no point in releasing a whole new game yeah. for the sake of updating those few. Fi- features. At the end of the day, the things that are updating are numbers. They're yeah. literally numbers and statistics, yeah. and, and, and programming things. And what's what's? Um, I forgot what my point was going to be now. Oh yeah, it's like it's like games like Warzone. When the new season starts, you reset, you start all over. Yeah, yeah. but nobody has a problem with it. But then again, that's free as well. Oh, I suppose it depends on if you buy the Battle Pass. But yeah. if you played the previous season long enough, you've got enough points to buy the Battle Pass anyway. Yeah, exactly. Realistically, so. like I, I don't see an issue with, for example, me playing this FIFA now and then couldn't start a new season when FIFA 21's drew out. They reset everything. Like, career mode's yeah. gone, etc. Whatever. Not bothered because there's a new version of it. Only when you obviously buy your thing. Because if, say, for example, you didn't buy the next one and they wiped everything that would be a piss take. Because imagine if, yeah. you say, for example, I didn't uh, no, want I think, to get I it. think you'd still be able to play your previous seasons, yeah. I yeah. think. But I don't think it's that difficult to achieve what we're talking about. No, not a chance. I don't think it is. But the reason developers won't do it, oh, well, sorry, no, the reason EA as a money, publisher won't money, do it, let's, let's lay this at EA's door because this is EA, and that's because they know full well people will carry on paying £60, pounds, euros, whatever, every year for the game. Yeah. They know people will do it. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't care. Um, Pro Evo might be doing it for their game. Harry answering that in chat, but I don't know for definite. I hope they do. I hope they actually. Yeah. I hope they actually do and try and like set an example. And I hope enough people are willing to like make break the the cycle. I guess and move across and try it. Would be good. It would be good if somebody I... actually did it. Well, like we just named like three, four, five games well, there that have look, been the same game and still maintained a player base correct. in Warzone, correct. in Fortnite, no, I, Minecraft. I, I wouldn't, I would go Warzone. Oh, yeah, Fortnite, gonna... ma- Fortnite, maybe. Fortnite, maybe, Fortnite, maybe. But mm-hmm. I would say My- Minecraft, GTA Online, and yeah. well, what was the other one? Um, Fortnite was one that. I'd... No, was there was another one we've already talked about that we said is a game doing it right. I think. Red Dead, maybe Red Dead, I guess a little bit. Yeah, but My- Minecraft and GTA Online definitely, hundred percent, hundred percent. When and when did when did I'd, they I'd both say come out? out as well. Last generation. Oh, we run about they World of Warcraft, ca- <laughs> weren't they? were not they we were run about World of Warcraft. I guess the the thing is with World of Warcraft, the thing that you've got is it it is in a way a little bit like what we're talking about with the the season pass thing, yeah, which is. Essentially, if you buy, if you bought World of Warcraft all those years ago, like I did, you got that base game, and then ever since then, you've had to spend like 30, 40 quid or whatever every couple of years. Yeah. But you've also got a subscription in that, which is, I don't know, it's it's different. Yeah, um, it's a different scenario. But I guess like Elder Scrolls, Guild Wars, like there's there's other MMO games out there that work on the basis of once you buy the original game, that's yours and you can play it. You can then choose to upgrade to the latest content, but if you don't, you're stuck in the old content. Yeah. But a lot of them also offer the same principle now of if you buy the most recent content, you'll get everything that came before it. So it's more enticing to a newer player. Like, if you wanted to join World of Warcraft today or Elder Scrolls Online or Guild Wars, if you want to join any of those and you bought the most recent expansion, you get everything that came before it included. Yeah. So if you bought um, if you bought Battle for Azeroth, which is the current World of Warcraft expansion, you'd get everything below it. Bog standard, but you'd you'd get it. Yeah, like you, and, and I've got I've got no issues with with that sort. And of same, with, um, same with same with the Elder Scrolls Online. If you went and bought Greymore today, you'd get as long as buy, so you do have you do have to buy the right version. There's different versions, but if you buy the right version of Greymore, you'll get everything that comes below it. Yeah. so the, the principle is like what we were saying with what fifa should be doing it should be mm-hmm. a base game that you can either pay like minimal and goes back to the really old content and just be yeah. kind of stuck in that old ecosystem or you can buy because i'll bet that you could probably still buy a really old world of warcraft key activate it and be stuck in the original game if, yeah. if there's a key out there that exists you could probably do it but it doesn't because there's no point because buying the most recent expansion gets you everything. Yeah. So it's very rare that you can pick keys like that up now, because there's no need for them. They don't. There's just a few left in circulation. Yeah. So they'll be gone soon. But that, for me, that is definitely the best way, and that's the way that people should be looking to to release games. Because even even things like Halo getting pushed back like that's a biggie in it i th- I think see so we we're talking about like what developers are doing wrong and what publishers are doing wrong here, and pointing out what publishers are doing right and what what developers are doing right, but I think there's some blame to be laid at the game the gamer's door, the end consumer in a store, way, yeah, because the example is the halo thing today the three like three four three and Microsoft and whoever else has been involved in it have come out and said we don't want to go through horrible things to get this game done but then everyone's just fucking hammered them with shit over it but if they'd have got the game out and then it had either not worked or there were issues or people had had to work ridiculous hours to get that game out they'd have got shit for it so like they're they're in a catch 22 scenario where as a publisher and a developer they can't win mm. so I think that People in the whole fucking scenario need to ease up on them. Like we're sat here trying to examine what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong, and give them like a definitive "you shit, you're not" kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we're also accepting of we're the people that would be very accepting of three four three turning around and saying we're going to have to delay this game. It's like this is unfortunate news. However, at least we should get a better product by the end of it without people being put through hell to give us it. I, I think they're too quick to jump to release dates and jump to to push into this and push into that. Just go with the rhythm that you've got. Don't be like, right, we need to beat this launch, we need to beat that launch. If the game is going to sell, it's because it's good, not what's put, around it. They've they put pressure on Halo as being a launch title. Yeah. They've They've basically... And this is the problem: Xbox probably don't want to launch a console without a Halo title in a very near vicinity. Mm-hmm. Like, I although admittedly there wasn't really one at the launch of the Xbox One, was there? But then again, we all know how the able launch of the Xbox One went. <laughs> so yeah. maybe that's what they're looking at. Like, 360 had Halo Three, didn't it? Yeah. Around the or at least somewhere not long after launch, it had Halo Three. Yeah, it had like GTA Four and that as well, didn't it? Yeah. So like there was a lot going on, but I don't know. I think that I think there's equal responsibility on both parts, like and this is the thing that always makes me laugh is like people give developers and publishers shit for microtransactions and they give them such shit for them, but people still fucking buy them. Yeah. People still spend money on them like you can't sit there and say microtransactions ruin gaming and then go spend 10 pounds on some fucking gems you know in a what? game. You can't do it. And there's so many hypocrites that do exactly that. Like, oh, yeah, I I put per, I personally don't mind microtransactions as long as they aren't compulsory to be able to play or enjoy the game. Yeah. So, a game that has an in-game real money currency for cosmetics and so on, I have zero problem with that yeah. because it's optional. Mm-hmm. It's when it's like Oh you've got to level 10 but if you want to get to level 20 you have to spend money on this thing to be able to do it. Yeah, that's congratulations bullshit. you reached max level payers. But, but people like have an issue with microtransactions in general mm. and then go and buy fucking gems and shit. Like you can't you can't do you can't have both. You cannot I, have both. I See if if we're going along the lines of what we were just talking about, then where they update it and it's like a season thing, etc. And I'm only spending twenty quid a year on the same game. i would be more inclined to then spend more money on, like the microtransactions though on offering that because I think to myself, "Well, I'm not I'm not really." What a wonderful world! <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know how you just put it in my head. I, um, and I think to myself. <laughs> Is it because I've got a bigger block nose that my voice is? A bit no, no, it was just the fact that you said it. I was like, Why wowski- not? See trees you green roses too. Nats will enjoy that one for all time's sake. Um, you, Woods made a good point in chat just briefly of pay to win. That's basically what that is. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a, there's a big difference between pay to win and microtransactions, and I think people confuse the two. Not enough people understand. There's a big difference between a microtransaction. And pay to win, and developers are having to go out of the way to say there's no microtransactions in this 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 time. I don't think they should have to. No, it's like, I I don't mind them. I'm not that not that asked, but yeah, like when you say if it's if it's something that you can buy to make the game better for you, and make it easy for you to win, then that shit. Yeah, I think, I think that's the thing is giving you an upper hand. A yeah. visual aspect is like, oh, why can't I have cool wings and a fucking car that yeah. looks like that and all that bollocks. It's like, well, mate, it's because I spent 50 quid on them. Like, oh, well, that's your <laughs> I idiot. don't want them. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want them anymore. Yeah. Like, You might look cool, but you look cool in an online game and it costs you 50 quid. I'm not interested. Your bag you statement go, oh, don't look cool. <laughs> or, or you go, oh, 50 quid, I'll have some of that. Like, that's that's optional thing. Um, uh, Go Steel's mentioning cat, as well here in chat. <laughs> I'm just making them up. 50 quid for wings. <laughs> no, I'm just Cut just m- giving a random example. Um, Go <laughs> Steel's making a point in chat saying, Smite is a good policy where you can earn premium currency by logging in each week. It's not much, but you can save up to get the cosmetics without actually having a real money transaction. That's another example of like the way that you can do things better as a developer. Yeah. Like, you can offer ways to get these currencies and stuff like that there's I want I'm trying to think what, I've been playing something recently and I've I remember it saying that there's a way to get a certain currency without having to spend real money on it oh Sea of Thieves so there's a bunch of stuff that's in the pirate emporium and obviously as we know Sea of Thieves is all entirely cosmetic there's nothing there is nothing you can buy that will give you any kind of uphand it's all yeah. a cosmetic thing That's yeah. that's just what it is but um there's there's a interesting thing that I was reading that the, the the blue doubloons or whatever they are, the things no, they're not doubloons, they're something else. Whatever they're called the, the real money currency, there are certain NPCs out in the world that you can go out, you can kill, you can attack, whatever you however you want to put it. And if you defeat them you get some coins. Now, I don't know how many you get or how much you know the the thing is, but yeah. I mean, if you can earn them without spending real money on them, if you're willing to invest the time, again, I don't see the money thing being a shortcut when it's cosmetic. When it's when it's a functional item, I have a problem with it. Yeah. When it's um, a visual, like style item, a cosmetic, I don't have a problem with it. No. That. Yeah. Go for it with stuff like that. I'm not. And so I guess this. So what? What we're essentially summing up here is stop pay to win. mm Hmm. And stop, stop overhyping something before you've actually finished it. Not even just that. That's just, what we're saying. Just stop, <laughs> stop trying to fucking swan dive into people's wallets. Just chill out a bit. Yeah. So what we're saying essentially is money. It, there's too much greed in it. Yeah. Like a okay. good a good example is EA, which is what we talked about last week. Like which sparked this whole thing is EA as a whole will go out of their way to do something that will make them more money regardless of how it would be perceived by the player base they don't get yeah. well, maybe not so much anymore they got a lot of backlash over things like Battlefront and stuff like that but mm-hmm. definitely for a long time EA just didn't give a flying fuck they still and the ruin companies doing it the ruin companies doing it I would say yeah and they they, they buy out the smaller companies and, and like they fuck them yeah. up and it's just... well, we've, ta- we've talked about that as well yeah So like it's EA yeah, shit is basically what we've discovered <laughs> I, I said, you say, discovered like it's a new thing. Like we've not discovered it; we've just come to the conclusion that free to EA play part, are the best the part sort of, the of games at the minute. They have been for a while, but the reason they're successful is because a they're more accessible. Yeah. Um, B, you've got that immediate connection of I can play this without any commitment, and if I like it, I can spend some money on some cool stuff. If I don't, I can just exactly. delete it, and then C. They've actually got content updates, yeah. and they, they and because content in, uh, because they're the a smaller company that make it. For example, they care more. It's not just if that one epic. don't work. Epic yeah, but and Fortnite. Yeah, but EA sort of people that are like, right, let's try this game. Let's send it out. Let's launch it. Anthem, prime example. Send it oh, out yeah. there. Oh, that's that shit. That yeah, fuck it. Let's just move on to the next game. Like, let who gives yeah, a fuck? Yeah, they. EA f- left uh, Respawn out to fucking dry with yeah that. exactly Whereas, was, it Respawn? was it Respawn or was it um, I'm sure it was Respawn no it was Bioware, it was BioWare not Respawn oh. um, but yeah and then a smaller they left, company they left, if they make, if they 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 make their game and say for example they only had the budget to make that one game and they put all the effort into that one game they release that free to play for example People start buying microtransactions, they look after it, because that's their source of income at the minute. Then once yeah. it's blown up, they can then focus on another game. And yeah. they, they just care more. So. I think I think the difference is as well, though, is... See, EA are a... Pub- this is the thing to always remember. EA are a publisher, not a developer. Yeah. And the difference is, is when a developer puts out a game that they've worked on, there's far more consideration and stuff that goes into it. Yeah. I think this is probably why, right? Respawn was Anthem, wasn't it? Respawn was Anthem. I think. I thought you said Bioware. Uh, not Anthem. Battle Royale. Go on. <laughs> What's the Battle Royale called? Apex. Apex, thank you. <laughs> what was that though? People <laughs> dropping in, mate. People dropping in. <laughs> right. So respawn, Respawn, I think, was the Apex stuff wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But do you know why Apex is nowhere near as popular as it was, and the other battle royales and stuff like that? Why it's kind of—I'm not saying nobody plays it anymore, but do you know why that has had its dip? Because EA don't give a fuck. No. Like, there's been realistically, there's been hardly any content updates to Apex compared to other games in that genre and that yeah. franchise, uh, that that area. And the ones that they do put in, it's like here's a cosmetic outfit that you can buy. It's not, here's something cool for free, buy this while you're at it. It's, here's something new to buy, here's a new operator you've got to buy. Like, that's EA, that's EA doing that. It's EA, and and like I said, this is the difference. Fortnite is obviously developed and published through Epic, so they've got a different insight into it. And as much as Epic got a lot of shit, for things like their own launcher, mm-hmm. I think the thing that they did that was a bit underhanded was going around and like basically stealing games and make like stealing games and making them exclusives to Epic's launcher, saying yeah. you've got to buy it through us or you can't have it. Especially when people had already started pre-ordering those games on Steam. Mm-hmm. That that was pretty shitty. But the yeah. rest of what Epic have done in the last two years. I would say has generally been quite good mm-hmm. because they give away shit tons of free games to to people to like help uncover games that either have been around a while and nobody's played or um, they newer games from smaller developers to get them in there. Yeah. They've got the they've got the Epic Code system where if you put a, a streamer's details in that's registered, they get a, like a kickback when you do buy through. Through Epic, mm-hmm. and then obviously they've got stuff in the that, that's been doing them well for so long, like Fortnite. Yeah. And again, I'm still salty over Fortnite with the went the way that they can save the world. I will always be salty over that because it pissed me off. But ultimately, the thing that they're doing well is getting that game in the hands of people that will play it and then also spend money on it. Yeah, and they but they're that's also it. like they, they're almost giving that back. In terms of what they've done with like the free games that they put on Epic. Because you do get some really good free games come through Epic Launcher. And they've got some kind of deal with Ubisoft. I'm almost certain of it. Because you get so many like um, opportunities to grab a Division game or a Ghost Recon game or an Assassin's yeah. Creed game through Epic. There is some kind of deal going on there between them and Ubisoft. Six so, each. Yeah. And they burped. Uh, PUBG Mobile is the one that drains your wallet with skins. There are so many skins that it takes 1.5 gig for a mobile game. I mean, it might do wood, but I think all the mobile games are like that, aren't they? Like, I don't know if it's just PUBG, because... Oh, go on, what's... thingy was like that. Um, Call of Duty Mobile. Yeah. Call of Duty Mobile was fucking massive, and it had, like, two... Two maps in it. Oh, you played deathmatch on the same two maps. It was crashed with the with the and helicopter the, in the middle the, and the um, zigzaggy street crossroads, crossfire, crossroads, crossfire. Like there was two map. Know. There was basically two maps on COD Mobile. Yeah, and it was like eight gig. It was yeah. Like what the fuck? Is it? Then again, COD. COD, fucking real COD, Modern Warfare is like two hundred gig, yeah, and it needs a two hundred gig update every to, time you want to play you've got it. You've to have your own Xbox to play COD, and then a separate <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> it, it literally it's has a, its own hard drive yeah. in my thing. It has its own yeah. hard drive in my PC. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> oh, I'm Do, are, mo- mobile games. Mo- mobile games actually are probably the original cause of this entire problem. Yeah. Because mobile games start the whole, the whole tradition of. Here's a free game. You can get to this point, but to get past it, you've got to spend money. Yeah. And people were doing it. And mobile games hit this new like trend. thing, this new trend of like paywalling stuff. Once you've got so far with the the addictive like click and play kind of, you just go on once every few hours, tap a few things. But if you want to get so much more, you get you got to spend real money. And they hit that quite early on in the whole phase of it and bigger gaming publishers saw the potential of that and that's where like uh, season passes and like the pay to win mechanics in games that we see now came about and now ironically games that have game publishers that started season passes in mainstream like big platform games, you're now seeing that in mobile games because yeah. they want the people back yeah. that have wised up to microtransactions. I just find it quite It's, funny. Just it's vicious almost gone. It's gone full circle. Yeah. It's gone full circle. Um yeah, let's let's do I'll tell you what we'll do. I think I think we've it we've essentially established that publishers are the problems here, not developers. Because I bet you it's publishers that also push the dates. Yeah. and put developers under pressure. I'll just put that out there. So big publishers are the problem, uh, along with the fact that the gaming community as a whole needs to get better understanding when things get delayed and stop putting the pressure on in the first place, I think. Yeah. That's a combination of where we're at, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Right, let's go through, like... I'll call it incomings. They're not really incomings of the... It's just basically what people said earlier. Uh, oh, we got. So Chris Evans said... Um, A big issue for me is padding out games with subpar or repetitive content to bulk them out just to get up to a target of 30, 40, 50 hours, etc. I'd much rather play something that's 10 to 15 hours of solid content. Um, For the most part, I don't really buy into the argument that a game has to be a certain length for a certain price. I'd agree with that philosophy. I'd I'd much rather play a very good quality and a very well-written 15-hour story game than um play like a, a very repetitive 30 or 40 hour game that just doesn't need to be that for me, drawn out as, as um what's the word um, as, as ironic as it is play anything as <laughs> ironic it is for me to say this i think that's the right word i'm not sure um far crys like that Far Cry is the exact same thing over and, over and over and over and over and over and over and over until you get to the end. But Assassin's Creed's were like that. Yeah. That's why I, I, that, this is why, right, Assassin's Creed in two weeks, sorry, in, in, in two in a month, like, in two weeks, I finished Assassin's Creed 1. In three weeks, I think it was, I finished Assassin's Creed 2. Because I didn't do all the annoying, repetitive, inane yeah. bollocks that is unrequired for the game. But why, why fill the game with all that shit when it's very clearly not needed? And the fact that I got an enjoyable playthrough in both those games while still cutting out 20 hours of content... Like I'm not saying I would have, I want to have paid less for it, but I'd rather that time have gone into improving other aspects of that story, whether it be, I don't know, it looks better, there's better, like audio work done on it, um, some of the bugs can't fix, there's like some fucking weird bugs in them games still, like do you know what I mean, like there's that time could have been better spent. Yeah. And I think that comes back to what Chris's point is like I'd rather have a solid fifteen, twenty hour game like what those are without all the shit Yeah. Than them spend time on the shit to be able to say this is a thirty hour epic. Yeah. And I think the difference is is that like the Last of Us that I'm playing at the minute is I'm like I'll be four weeks into that I think. So that will have been twenty to twenty four hours. But that's playing it on hard where I'm dying a lot and having to repeat certain bits a lot, so it's been expanded yeah. out because of that, but generally speaking that's twenty eight hours and it's solid there's no like repetitive bollocks in it it's like kind of story yeah. and cutscene all the way through yeah I think that's an example let's put it this way some of the PlayStation exclusives are the best examples of how to build a single player game correctly yeah i i also, I also think I also think it falls into the whole take your time when developing games like Rockstar have because you look at the yeah. stories that GTA and Red Dead and things like that have like that is some insane attention to detail to make everything fit together the way that it does to make yeah. the story follow you the way that it does etc so I just think that's a big part of it if games weren't Definitely. releasing year on year like Assassin's Creeds were at one point and CODs do, they'd have fresher ideas they'd have they'd have more that's... time to put into it That's why Assassin's Creed started to get so boring, though, because they were just obsessed with churning a new one out every year all the time. And they were just so obsessed with getting another one out, whereas they actually took the time to step back and consider we can make a better game by spacing them out and taking our time on it. That's why CODs got shit, because they were churning CODs out left, right and centre. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, and they just to put this in perspective COD's got shit because they were chaining them out every year mm-hmm. they had split development yeah. where the teams it were actually working on them teams. for two years three. Well, yeah. at one point it was three teams <laughs> yeah. but like for a while it was Infinity Ward and um, Treyarch going yeah. back and forwards every two years then even still yeah. even still they were struggling to make good fresh content yeah. every year and they had two years to do it. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's just, it just goes them. to show that you need to take your time with these things. Yeah, you definitely do.
1: 100%. I
0: think I think as well, holding your hands up and admitting when you're wrong. Final Fantasy XIV, very good example of that. The changes made to Elder Scrolls Online, very good example of that. Um, the stuff that, admittedly, we've given EA a lot of shit, but the stuff that EA changed between Battlefront One and Battlefront Two. Mm -hmm. Um, the most recent ones obviously not the old ones things like being able to hold your hands up and admit when something is shit or wrong and doing something about it I can't think of any good examples other than those three at the minute I'm sure there'll be some there I don't know what you mean by that it's shit now zombies used to be like Black Ops 3 was like no Mm. You, you're doing the wrong thing. You're getting off track here. Yeah, but I'm but, not saying name things that are now shit. I'm saying they're examples of people yeah, holding but, their hands up as developers. or no one or said that the, this is wrong. No one said that these zombies are wrong, which is what's even wronger about it. Admit that the shit now, and then we can move on. Well, from yeah, it. but if they did, if they did, then it, it, I think you've misunderstood my point. But Sledgehammer did a shit job at zombies. Sledgehammer did a shit job at everything. I liked, That's I liked the it, multiplayer on World War Two. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was, it was it the went, one that brought me back into COD. To be but fact. the only reason, it, right? The only reason it brought us back is because II. they stopped doing the shitty um, backpack, fucking space, future combat. Oh yeah, shit. exosuit. That's. It does. Anyone could have made that game. Yeah. Anyone. It did all it took was for them to go, we're going back to World War Two <laughs> What was this? you remember Whistly Nose? Mm-hmm. I can't do it on demand, but Yeah, we're going back to World War Two, said Whistly Nose. <laughs> and everyone was like, Yeah, I'm gonna buy it. I will admit I was part of that fucking We all were. That ridiculous cult that went World War Two, I'm up for that <laughs> and um But it it proved, that I think the lack of time we spent playing it is, it proved that a theme isn't everything. Yeah. Because as much as we enjoyed it for a short period of time, we all eventually stopped playing it fairly quickly. Oh, I I don't know, I I played it till Black Ops 4 came out. Alright, most (laughs) of us stopped playing it fairly. But you don't play anything but COD and FIFA? Yeah, that's mainly because of Kate, the COD thing, because Kate just plays COD. But you were probably mainly playing Zombies, were you not? I I always played zombies. I always have done, but that zombies was just shit. And because Kate likes the multiplayer, I was playing the multiplayer with Kate. So then I was just constantly playing multiplayer. Yeah. So then it, it just got out of hand, and I was highest level with gold guns and stuff. And I'm just like, ooh. crazy. I just can't be asked that shit. We should move on to somebody else's comments because we've yeah. spent so long getting. Yeah, I'm, I'm like <laughs> the whole point up. of this <laughs> this type of episode was to get away from derailing ourselves, and we've just derailed ourselves again. <laughs> uh, Keith things. Watson uh, says anything that EA have done recently, when they as, even when they buy a small studio, they manage to ruin so many good games, like Command and Conquer, Mass Effect, and any of the Star Wars games. This is something like we say we talked about last week, and it is yeah. a good example of publisher getting far too involved like remember let's just remember what a publisher means I think is you're there to put the game out there and sell it yeah do you know what I mean they've EA have basically killed yeah they're there to promote the game and sell it and get it out there Mm -hmm. like I think they've got their fingers way too far into how a game is developed and what it contains now yeah because they, and that's why they buy the studio so that they have the power to do that mm-hmm. but I'm personally quite sick of seeing EA buy a studio and then shut them down because the game is not selling and it's like but it's your fucking fault that it's not selling 100%. it's not the developers fault it's not selling it's your fault for meddling with something that worked Yeah. and I think the fact that everybody says all these games Mass Effect, um, Dragon Age, Command and Conquer um all these things I can't think of any others of off the top of my head, but those are all examples of games that people love the original like or earlier games in the franchise. Then it comes around to EA getting involved and it starts becoming a mess. And it starts tanking. They um was it them that killed it was them that killed Medal of Honor. They killed Medal of Honor. Medal of Honor was a good game. Yeah. Until they started Pissing around with the reboots. they they fucked around with the reboots? How do we still have Battlefield? It's mad. It? Ruined them. They closed Danger Close because of it. They clo- I'm pretty sure they've closed Respawn now. They've closed... Um... Oh, somebody else. Can't remember. They've closed so many, though. It happens all the fucking time. It's just irritating. I think we're definitely coming round to the point. EA are the problem here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Among others. EA are definitely the main culprits. Um... Well, uh Connor Bradget is it Bradgett? 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 I think it's Bardgett. Bardget Bard Bradget Bardget No I it's, don't know. it's Connor <laughs> Connor says <laughs> Uh, Bethesda used to be incredible but ever since Skyrim I feel they've gotten lazy a prime example is dialogue options Fallout 3 and Oblivion had multiple in-depth style RPG conversations with persuasions and intimidations and bribes but then Skyrim uh, the speech skill felt almost worthless uh, and and the before mentioned options were just bracketed at the end of sentences uh, as for Fallout 4 we better it's better we don't discuss it's not just that it's not just that where bethesda have been lazy but this feels like a prime example um that, that's all you that kind of i'm like I, i'm 50 50 with the bethesda thing right and the reason i'm 50 50 with it is because i do have a love for bethesda's games even the more recent ones that are mentioned there um I'll admit some of it has definitely not gone the way Bethesda wanted it to, but there's also things that have definitely gone all right. Yeah. And I am very, very biased in this, but I will always stand by Elder Scrolls Online and the changes that they've made um, for to, to better that, that environment. But here's the thing. ZeniMax are involved with that. Zen- ZeniMax take a lot of the shit away f- from Bethesda's plate, and it almost puts Bethesda back as a publisher with ZeniMax being the developer. It almost puts Bethesda in a it's our IP that we'll publish but you build the game for us. And I think that was evident in the difference between ESO and Fallout 76. Fallout 76, they didn't use ZeniMax or anyone like that. They did it themselves and I think that shows and I think that they missed, they missed the mark with Fallout 76. I think Fallout 4... I don't. I don't know how I feel about Fallout 4. Um, I really don't. But I mean, Josh was there. I think. I think. Do you know what this comes down to? This comes down to a combination of them feeling we've got to get a game out there, and the the fan base demanding that there's a game out there. It's like it's been this long since Fallout Three. Where's the next one? It's happening. It's happening right now with Elder Scrolls, right? It's been going on for so long that everyone's like, it's been this long since Skyrim, where's this next game, all this bollocks. But ultimately, I think with what Bethesda have done here is they've done the right thing, which is they've taken their time to build something, done a very discreet, like, it's definitely happening, here's, here's your, here's your, like, reveal trailer which is basically just a shot of a mountain in Elder Scrolls 6 but then that's it, they've not gone into details about it, they've not given a they've not put a date on it, they've not given anything, they've just said we're working on this, but left it at that I think they're doing that the right way now, Mm -hmm. and they're not bowing to the peer pressure of where's this game, Fallout was the example of them caving to that, and going oh it's been this long since Fallout 3, we need another Fallout game And so they did and it was fucked because of it. Yeah. It was a it was a shit re release almost, like with shittier shittier features. Um So like again that that in itself comes back to the gaming community a little bit of stop stop like that shit. Yeah. stop there. It's alright to want a game, it's alright to want a game but stop going out of your way to give a developer or a publisher shit because they've not released said game. Because for all you know they're working on it and it's going to be epic And why, why should this little troll on internet be the one that gets to know that it's been the, in development? I know this is going to sound very ironic considering the position we're sat in right now of being two people sat on the internet giving our opinions but the internet has made people too opinionated. Oh, yeah. Or too too ready to share their opinions. I think. I, I think it's, and it's. I know it's that there's some irony well. in us being sat here saying that, but I think it's true. It's it's also as well as everyone feels like they are right. Correct. No no one wants to be. Oh, do you know what? Actually, what you've just said there is right. Yeah, no everyone wants to be that person. Do you know what? I think I think our next debate, which this sparks up, is is should be. Um, looking into what actually is the like sort of console platform war and why does it occur because there's some interesting psychology in it that i want to discuss that you've just kind of brought up of the, i i've got to be right and brief overview here's what i think if you if you and this is not i've got to be careful how i word this i know how this might sound but if you've only got the time or money to invest in a console, mm-hmm. and you make a choice on a platform, whether it's Xbox, PC, PlayStation, Wii, doesn't matter. We can <laughs> switch. <laughs> back a few, Which, whichever avenue you go down, if you've only got the time and money to invest in a single one of those, people feel they have to justify to themselves they've made the correct choice. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to prove how shitter every other version is. Yeah. And that's that's people that don't have the time, money or inclination, whatever it might be, to actually experience the other platforms. Yeah. And when they do, they go into it in the way that you were talking about earlier with games of I'm going in this ready to hate it. Yeah, Not with the open mind of I'm going to try this cuz I... I'll still sit here and I'll say right I'll say here hands down the Xbox UI is 10 times better than the PlayStation's however the PlayStation has 10 times better exclusive games 100%. and story games 100%. and that's that is just fact <laughs> I don't care if you want a fanboy either side <laughs> and go oh Xbox has got all these brilliant story games never said it didn't I said PlayStation's are better and then they, you can go, "Oh yeah, but on PlayStation UI you can do this." Don't give a fuck. The Xbox one is better. That's just that's just how it is. <laughs> yeah, but like, Halo that... Infinite. Can... Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> but like this but that's what I mean, like there are certain things that are just like from a from a from a neutral point of view that is just how things are. Yeah. All right, maybe maybe there is some opinion to what I'm saying. It is slightly opinionated, but they don't take the time to see the other side, to form an actual opinion. Yeah. They just and I think is that they're trying to justify that they've made the right choice to themselves. But we'll get more into that on another topic. See I've already I've already done what we were trying to avoid with these episodes. Er <laughs> uh, two thousand and eight Paul Carter says oh, of the poor posse says, Hi, Paul Posse. <laughs> um I reckon it's the whole thing of setting strict deadlines, pushing yeah. to finish a project by a certain day and then releasing it without it being hundred percent. Mm hmm uh, they should not be scared to just push dates back and take longer too much reliance on after release updates to fix issues i i see i think pushing dates back is what annoys me it shouldn't have to be pushed there shouldn't back. be a date in the first yeah, place yeah yeah that's that's what i'm trying to say so they should just say it's coming in 2021 boom no one knows yeah. when it's see it's pre-order culture isn't it this? Yeah. They've got to they've got to put something out to start selling the game before it's ready to be sold. Mm-hmm. And I think if that pre-order culture wasn't such a thing, they wouldn't need to. If the game yeah, was I've... if the game was if the game released well and was good at launch, it will sell. And I think, that is a fact. Yeah. Yeah. Fall Guys, Fall, Fall Guys. I don't I don't give a shit if Fall Guys is $15 or $50. If a game is good, it, it works it will wildfire sell and spread exactly. because they've hardly had to do anything to market that game. They've made a good game people can enjoy for the innocence that it is and people, 2 million, two million people have bought that game at $15 whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Think how much money that is on Steam alone. It's That's smart. insane. But, but they've not been taking pre-orders or all that bollocks. You, actually, just a very, very quick point before we end this. I've just thought of something that maybe can have its own topic. Mm-hmm. Early access. That needs to fucking stop. A what? game is either in beta or it's ready for sale. Oh, right. Early yeah, yeah, access yeah. is bullshit. Yeah. All these like, oh, spend 15 to £20 pounds now and you can have it, but then when we release it, you'll get to keep it and that we'll make them pay £40 pounds for it. So basically you're making yeah. me pay to beta test for you. Yeah. That that's what is happening there, but that's a whole other topic for another one of these episodes. I think. Yeah. That'll that'll get an hour out of it. Me it's on its own. <laughs> pay to win. Eh, not pay to win. Sorry. Pay to beta. Yeah. I have just lost the lid for my razor wire. if you Haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is it. We're going to call that oh. there. We've decided. We've decided. Publishers are wank. EA yeah, and nobeds. Yearly releases are unnecessary. And developers should stop putting deadlines on games so early in development. Mm-hmm. And then, as a whole, the gaming community should learn to appreciate the consequences of game developers doing or game publishers and developers doing that to make our lives better. Yeah, that's it. We've solved the gaming crisis, guys. Oh. So, do, 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 do. Did I we did it without we sure is- as well. All or, or like I can think of now is always sunny in Philadelphia where it's like, the gang solves the something. <laughs> it's like, the gang solves the gaming crisis. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <clears throat> uh, oh, that's, that's what I'll call this episode. The gang solves the gaming crisis. Without Joshua. Without Joshua. <laughs> uh, right, that is it for an episode. So thank you very much for joining us for that. Um, if you are still full of opinions and emotions after everything we've discussed, or you just want to tell us a plain old wrong about something, that's fine. Um, address it to the moon if you want to tell us we're wrong if you we, want to give us support, we are not tell us how good we are <laughs> if you want to tell us how good we are you can go to twitter it's that underscore king underscore thing twitter facebook.com slash that king thing facebook and there's that which has got links to everything else like youtube and so on what he said what well, I said um, I like this new format I'm not going to I missed the game so I think we need to find a way to alternate, like silly episode, serious. Let's discuss something episode. Or we just I mean, do game discuss. Bye. <laughs> I mean, anyway. And I think I think if we alternate these. Oh, before you what, end it, what's Wood wanting? Well, Wood? <laughs> it depends if it's podcast related. I'm, I'm not ending the. I'm not ending the stream, Wood. So don't think I'm ending the stream. Um, yeah. So like. What we'll do is we'll take into consideration how people feel about how this episode was in terms of what we did and how we did it. And we'll maybe even venture to things outside of gaming as well. This yeah. this is essentially a Rants pilot without being called Rants, if anyone knows what Rants podcast is. And Joshua wasn't even part of it. <laughs> I, I mean, all we're doing is proving we don't need Joshua. Happy birthday, bro. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> Enjoy your happy seal. Happy birthday to <laughs> you. You're kicked off the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke by the way that is a joke not okay it's revealed it come in <laughs> <laughs> oh can you make why this guy's cam so bad next episode wait which are you on about James's cam mine it's because it's a laptop camera mate don't give me no it's because it's a shit laptop that's using a shit streaming system <laughs> yeah squad don't really help Oh, or is it, or he might be talking about Joshua's from the other week when we did the one in the room together, the one that made everyone just look like bright white. Was Wood there? Balls that, of or? light. I think so. I think so. It could be on about that one. Because yours isn't that bad. It's not. It's not like HD quality compared to no. mine. But um. So yeah, I think I think we'll maybe start our own Name. We'll we'll see. We'll see what people. F- how people find this episode? Yeah. This is going to be the most clickbait episode I've ever done, other than the "Is Apex Legends Dead" <laughs> clickbait. No, is Destiny Two dead or something? I can't remember. I did a clickbait one once, Do and it made people fucking once. angry. It made people angry because they were like, "This game is incredible!" I'm like, have you even listened to it? I'm like, no. I'm like, we'll listen to what we say saying what's first. Like, Not bad. What's the best game at the moment? Uh, we're supposed to have said bye oh bye what's the best game at the moment what's the best game at the moment what do you mean like what games like oh Fall Guys let's next week do uh thing slagging off Fall is Fall Guys, guys dead yeah <laughs> Fall Guys is dead Fall Guys is falling <laughs> Fall Guys falls into a pit of disarray yes and yeah. then people will be like what and they click, yeah. click Or I'll just put Fall Guys is wank yeah that'll work that'll work people click on that yeah Anyway, that's it. So, podcast over. Say goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother and people. Thanks, James.